Before I do the first reading of Isaiah, I'm going to give you a little bit of a history here of how the book of Isaiah is actually laid out. The book of Isaiah is divided into two parts. The first 39 chapters deal with the impending judgment, and the second part deals with the forgiveness and deliverance. The first 39 chapters deal with sin, and the last 27 chapters deal with a Savior, 66 chapters in total. Many people see Isaiah as a small Bible. For you see, there are 39 chapters in the Old Testament and 27 chapters in the New Testament, 66 books in all. And the Old Testament often deals with the sin of the people of Israel, and the New Testament deals with the Savior that comes from Israel. This morning in our first reading is from the book of Isaiah. It is chapter 40, obviously with the coming of a Savior. Chapter 40 starts with a more exuberant uplifting after the first 39 chapters. We read verses 1 through 10. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that your warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The word of God stands forever. A voice says, cry. And I said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. The greatness of God. Go on to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Herald the good news. Lift it up. Fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. That is our first reading. Our second reading is from the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1. Peter's message rests on two solid foundations, the voice from God of the transfiguration and the still more significant testimony of Scripture. An alternative but less probable view in the Apostles' testimony is the transfiguration fulfills and thus confirms the Scriptures that predicted such things. Here in 2 Peter we read, And we have the prophetic word, more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place, 
until the day dawns and the morning star shines in your hearts. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That is our second reading. And in the book of Matthew, our gospel reading today from chapter 11, John belonged to the age of the Old Covenant, which was preparatory for getting Jesus Christ to come into the picture. The least New Testament saint has a higher privilege in Christ as part of his bride, which is the church, than John the Baptist, who is only a friend of the bridegroom. Chapter 11. Truly I say to you, among those born of women there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That is our gospel reading. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. You know, I seem to say that every Sunday, don't I? Happy Sunday. How many of you take it to really literally mean that it is a happy day? Or do we just kind of listen to the words and they kind of go in one ear and out the other? Should be joyous. Should be wonderful. We light the joy candle today. What is joy? Well, Mr. Webster says, it is the emotion evoked by well-being, success or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Joy is a strong feeling of happiness, a manifestation of happiness through an outward rejoicing or excitement. To people who don't know Jesus, those definitions might be true. But to the Christian, someone who should know about Jesus, something different applies to it as it relates to our joy. This outward rejoicing comes from an inward satisfaction that I know and that you know that Jesus Christ came into the world for us. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord, whether ye be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. What is our strength? Joy. Joy from the Lord. 1 Peter 1.5 says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith until salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heavy, heavy, heaviness through the manifold temptations. 
the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory that appears of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen you love, and whom though not you have not seen him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Joy. Every day should be joyful. Every day should be happy. But hopefully it isn't this example about this little boy. There once was a boy who went to spend a week with his grandfather on the farm. While walking around, he noticed the chickens. They were scratching and playing around. And the boy said, they ain't got it. Next he saw a colt playing in the field, kicking up its heels, to which he replied, he ain't got it. After examining all of the animals on the grandfather's farm and seeing that none of them had it, the boy finally found an old donkey in the barn. When he saw the donkey's long, frowning face and the way that the donkey just stood there, he yelled for his grandfather to come quick. I found it! I found it! The boy was yelling. When his grandfather asked what he had found, he said, Papa, I found an animal that was the same kind of religion that you have. Hmm. Hopefully that's not the same kind of religion we have, one that people see us as donkeys with a long, sad face. Hopefully we come out with rejoicing and smiles on our face. When we are here in worship, we hear many things. When we're out in the world, we hear many things. And it should always be joyfully received. I know when we come to church, you know, how joyful are we? Are, do we come to church thinking, I got to get to church. I got to sit in the front row today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, we should be joy when we come to church. We should be joyful. Sit in the front row. It's empty. Well, not really, but we'd have to clean it off, actually. <laughs> but that's how joy is supposed to be lived in our life. We should be excited. Oh, I don't want to go golfing today. I don't want to go shopping in the mall today. I got to go to church. It's so exciting. It's joyful. I'm just full of the Lord. I'm just full of the Spirit. I want to go. Let's get church started earlier today. Oh, speaking of a country pastor, there was one who decided to skip services one Sunday. He headed to the hills to do some bear hunting. As he rounded the corner of the trail, he and a bear collided, sending him and his rifle tumbling down the mountainside. Before he knew it, his rifle went one way and he went another way. Landing on a rock, he broke both legs. That was the good news. The bad news was that the bear was charging at him from a distance and he couldn't move. Oh Lord, the preacher prayed, I'm so sorry for skipping services today to come out here and hunt. Please forgive me and grant me just one wish 
Please make a Christian out of the bear that's coming at me. That very instant, the bear skidded to a halt, fell to its knees, clasped its paws together, and began to pray out loud at the preacher's feet. Dear God, please bless this food that I'm about to receive. (laughs) It's good to laugh, isn't it? Do you realize that as us as adults, you know, we're, we're kind of a boring type of thing. Adults, we laugh 15 times a day. 15. That's not very many. You know how many a kid laughs? About 400. They're always laughing. And we're not. We're like a stick in the mud. We need to be more joyful. We need to be more laughing. We need to be more exciting. Because why? Because God is within us. The Spirit of God is resting inside of us, giving us a sense of joy. After all, joy is one of the gifts of the Spirit. Joy, joy, joy. That's what we should be all about. And even in our scriptures, you can almost take a different spin on some of the stories that are told and put joy into it. Here's a few examples. Joy was there when the leper returned to thank Jesus. You remember the story, but one guy came back. And they took a spin on it and said, joy was there because he came back. Joy was there when a woman caught in the act of adultery and was forgiven and released from her sin. Isn't that a joyous moment? Joy was there when the deaf heard, the blind saw, and the lame walked. That's exciting. That's joy. Joy was there when the little children flocked all around Jesus. Joy was there when the boy gave Jesus his lunch so that he could work a miracle and feed the thousands. Joy was there when dawn broke and women knew that Jesus had resurrected from the dead. Joy. We need more of that in our lives. Everything that we do should be joyful. I was thinking this morning, I said, you know, we got an impending storm coming in some areas, like in this area, it might get some freezing rain and you might have, maybe electricity might go out. So I ask you, are you prepared if the power goes out? And what are you going to do when the power goes out? (laughs) Well, if you're fortunate to have a generator, yeah, you can turn the generator on. But not everybody has a generator. So we have a long face. Why not? When When the generator goes out, when the power goes out... Have your candles sitting on the table. They're ready to be lit. Have your Bible sitting there. So when the power goes out, you can light the candle and you can read the scripture and be filled with joy. That would be pretty awesome. Just think about it. You'd be in the dark. It'd just be you and God and the candle and the light of the world lighting up your room and you're reading the scriptures and your heart is being warmed. That would be a good thing to do. And even if the power stays on, maybe just turn off the lights and light your candle and still do the same thing. (laughs) That would be so awesome, just having a candle sitting there, lighting the room. Joy. 
Jesus himself said, Blessed are you who hunger, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep, for you will laugh. Oh, yes. Joy, 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 joy. It's just, today is just a great day. So I, I encourage each one of us here today. You know, yeah, not every day is joyful. I get it. Not every day is happy. I get it. We're faced with challenges. So what can we do? How many of you heard about making bucket lists? That seems to be the, the new thing nowadays. Making a bucket list of things you want to do. How about making a joy bucket list? A bucket list called joy. So when something good happens, you know, most of us have phones nowadays. We can grab our phone and make a note in there or something and, and type it in there. Or if you keep a diary at home, write it down in your diary. So when the day comes when you're kind of down in the dumps and not feeling well, you can grab your joy bucket list and read it. And it might actually bring a smile to your face. And you might start laughing your 15 times for the day. Make that joy bucket list. Be joyful in everything that we do. Billy Graham once wrote, This I, he's referring to himself, was made in the image of God for fellowship with God. Without God, it is miserable, empty, confused, and frustrated. Without God, life has no meaning. But with God at its center, there is life and inner strength and peace a deep satisfaction and unfading joy known only to those who know Jesus Christ. Here's a few more Bible verses that you can put into your joy bucket list. Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. And in Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with the joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. John 15, 11. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. And Psalm 4, 7. You have put on more joy in my heart than they have when they gained, than when their grain and wine were abound. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. Anybody can thank God for good things. But if you thank God even in the bad times, your faith will grow stronger and your roots go deeper. Habakkuk was going through tough times. He said, and... 
chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there is no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. So even during his trials and tribulations, he is still joyful to the Lord. You know, we need to sometimes enjoy our surroundings and enjoy our life. I was reading somewhere where if you're, say you're on a diet and you're kind of watching your calories and you come to a place and they got these nice big chocolate chip cookies. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, let's see, how many calories is that? Can I, can I have that in my diet? Oh, my goodness. And you're going through calculating all this stuff in your mind. Do you realize that the stress you're putting on your heart by calculating all that stuff out is more than if you just would grab the cookie and ate it and enjoyed it? You know, sometimes we add stress into our lives. We just add these things that we shouldn't have to worry about. You're worried about the extra calories of the cookie, but you didn't think about the second or third serving that you had at supper time. And I see people that do that. They'll eat and eat and eat, and they'll come, oh, I can't have that cookie. You you eat one serving at supper time, then you can enjoy the cookie, and you can have things a little bit more better. Colossians 2, 7 says, Sink your roots in him and build on him. Be strengthened by the faith that you were taught and overflow with thanksgiving. Another thing about joy and happiness is that you do not need someone's approval to be happy. Sometimes I think we get ourselves caught up in that. It does not matter. I'm happy about it. Just as Christ preached in every way possible, whether from wrong or right motives, and I will continue to be happy, it says in Philippians 1, 18. It does not matter. I'm going to be happy about it. I don't care what other people think about me. I'm going to be happy. You're not going to bring me down. And you can be happy in life if you don't let other people control your attitude. The only one that should control your attitude is God. If you allow other people in your lives, and that's why it says in James, be careful who you hang around with, lest you will be drugged down with them. I'm sure all of us have known some people who are, all they talk about is negative things. Bad things. That's all they can talk about. They, they're like a donkey. They just got a long face all the time. I've known people like that. And you hang around them. Then maybe pretty soon you start having a donkey face too. No, 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 no. Don't let people control who we are. Rather, we should be joyful you know, Paul talks about different kinds of people who are affecting his ministry in prison. 
You know, there were people that were saying good things, some people who were criticizing him. In First Philippians verses 15 through 17, it says, Some of them preach Christ because they are jealous and quarrelsome, but others from genuine goodwill. These do so from love because they know that God has given me the work of defending the gospel. The others do not proclaim Christ sincerely, but from a spirit of selfish ambition. They think that they make more trouble for me while I am in prison. And even though he was troubled, he still had a sense of joy. You don't need other people's approval to be happy. Just be happy. Enjoy the cookie. Enjoy life. God didn't set us here to have a long face. He set us here to spread the gospel. And if you're happy in the things that you're doing, it will spread to other people around you. Joy, our joy should come from the Lord. The joy of the Lord is gladness of heart that comes from knowing God is abiding in Christ and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Joy. Joy, joy, joy. Every day in our life we should be filled with joy. As the song goes, joy to the world. Our joy is fulfilled because God came into the, into the world to give us peace, to give us love, to give us forgiveness. To give us joy. I think you've only laughed about three times so far today, so you at least have another 397 times to go yet. <laughs> it's just so much better to have a smile on your face, to laugh about things, to be with God throughout the course of your day, and have a sense of being. Even though maybe the fields are empty, as it says in Habakkuk, he still finds a sense of joy. Even though we are maybe struggling with things in life, and even though the storm may come, and the power will be knocked out, and oh, everything is going to seem in chaos, and oh, it's just the, everything's going bad. Take a deep breath and have, you know what? God is still here. God is still with me. Joy is, where's my joy bucket list? I can read my joy bucket list that I've created. Put things in your joy bucket list. Make a list. So when you are feeling down and depressed, grab out your joy bucket list and start reading it. Put some funny things in there too so that'll make you laugh when you read them later on. That's what life is about. It's about us. It's about God. It's about joy. We light the candle of joy to give us a sense of joyfulness. And I know that, yeah, next Sunday, you're all going to come stampeding in the door so you can sit in the front row because you're so excited about joy. And there'll be nobody sitting in the back. Well, actually, there will be nobody sitting in the back, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> It's just going to be a great day. Every day is a great, you know, somebody always said, every day is a great day, just some days are better than others. And that's a good attitude to have. And that's an attitude we should take. Joy to the world. Our God is great.
Amen. May the grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us confess our Christian faith according to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.